Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So, what is orange and sounds like a parrot? I don't know. A carrot. Oh my god. <laughs> I knew it was going to be something like that. <laughs> Stupid joke. <laughs> okay, so I have uh, some embarrassing moments. Okay. First one, a few years ago, my parents stopped at a rest stop so my mom could use the facilities. A minute later, another woman got in and didn't notice until my dad said, Look, I can only take you as far as Chicago. Her husband was cracking up in the other silver Toyota Camry in the next spot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, was once followed by an oddball in the supermarket. Was frightened, so started to speed up. So did he. Ended up with him literally chasing me up and down each and every aisle. Eventually, he caught up and asked if he could have his trolley back. (laughs) (laughs) I feel so stupid. Yeah. Next one, I'm terrible at elevator small talk. My friend's little daughter heard me complaining about it and suggested I say, would you like to come up and see my hamster? I thought it was cute. On my way home, I was in an elevator with a maintenance man I didn't know. I tried to tell the maintenance man the cute story. He thought I was asking him up to see my hamster. (laughs) I turned beet red, mumbled something about his wife, and exited the elevator a floor early. It's still embarrassing. (laughs) Okay. I don't talk to people in the elevator. No. What? Are you supposed to? I don't think so. Uh, I don't. But I don't know. Some people are really outgoing like that. I'm just not. Next one a year ago, I was late in my I was late to my Cairo appointment. I threw on my favorite yoga pants and got in my truck. I thought it was a bit breezy, but drove off anyways. Got to my appointment. Cairo wouldn't stop staring at the ceiling. Finished my appointment and went back to my truck. When I sit, when I sat down, it felt like I'd sat in ice. I went to reach around under my lap to see why my seat was frozen and promptly slid my hands into the giant hole in the crotch of my pants. Oh my god! It was also laundry day, I, and I wasn't wearing underwear. I died. <laughs> oh my god! I just let her walk around like yeah. that. Oh my god! Uh, at the beach, had some rubbish in one hand and wallet in the other. Chuck the wallet in a large public bin instead of the rubbish. Uh, Scrabbling about in the bin, a lady passing took pity and offered me some chips. (laughs) (laughs) I went to find the toilet in a cafe. Thought it was odd how far away it seemed to be from the seating. Found it and thought it was odd that there were toothbrushes in there. Turned out I was in someone's house. What? What? Where was he in the first place? Um... He was in a cafe and went to go find a bathroom and ended up in someone's house. Oh, okay. <laughs> there was a laundry basket at the bottom of my stairs. I saw my husband's shirt in there, and I could have swore I'd just cleaned that shirt. So I grabbed it and took a deep sniff. Nope, not my husband's shirt, my roommate's underwear. <laughs> of course, he came out of the room while I was doing this. <laughs> My son took his jacket off on the escalator in the underground, only for his hand to become trapped in the mouth of the girl behind him. As he removed the hand, she said sorry. British politeness at its most extreme. (laughs) (laughs) A friend's dad is a mortician. He was comforting a grieving family getting ready for a viewing. Offered the eldest monarch a tissue brushed some lint off her shoulder, and gently removed a hair that had fallen onto her cheek when she screamed. The hair was growing out of her face, and he plucked that sucker right out. (laughs) She held her hand to her face, swore in Italian, and resumed weeping. (laughs) (laughs) That poor woman! That must have been a long hair. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I would be like, thanks. I went to meet a date at a restaurant. I walked in and saw two piano players playing on two beautiful pianos. 
told my date how cool it was to have synchronized piano players. Come to find out, there was a full-length wall mirror, one piano player. (laughs) (laughs) My mom's friend was eating a muffin, and the guy next to her kept picking pieces off of it and eating it. She was all, what the fuck? When the muffin was gone, he went and bought another muffin. To make a point, she grabbed the dude's muffin and left, then found her muffin in her purse. Oh, <laughs> He was probably like, what the <laughs> I was on a long flight, and a woman next to me looked like she was struggling to turn her TV on. The screen was black, and she was pressing buttons. I reached across and pressed the power button. An hour or two in, I realized they had privacy screens, and I just reached over and turned her TV off. No. <laughs> and these people don't say anything. I know. I know. What the heck? Next one. I was just about ready to leave the gym and saw my weightlifting strap on the bench. Must have fallen out of my bag. I grabbed it and walked out just to realize at the door that it was actually the underwear of the girl changing next to me. I had to walk back and return them to her. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) My mom once took her jumper off as she was hot in the cinema. We had just gotten there and were settling in. Wasn't until a few moments later the chap a few seats along said, didn't realize it was that kind of show. She was just sitting there in her bra. What? She must have taken her jacket off or, like, a shirt and, like, the other one was stuck to it or something. (laughs) She didn't realize it. How do you not realize it? I know, right? I met a new business contact for the first time in a bar. I dipped into the bowl of nuts at our table and popped a few in my mouth. They were the hardest nuts ever. Because they weren't nuts, they were olive stones left by the person before us, and now they were in my mouth. Bobby and I visited a winery in Sonoma, and the man running the wine tasting demonstrated taking a sip of wine and holding it in your mouth while inhaling air to release the flavor and scent. Hubby tried it, choked on the wine, and projectiles spit it out all over the the wine guy. We were horrified. (laughs) So sophisticated. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably what I would do. (laughs) <laughs> trying to be all sophisticated and grown up and then spit it out spit everywhere. It all out everywhere. Uh, in a highly trendy Sanderson Hotel in London, I go for a piss in the gents. The design is futuristic. I start pissing in the urinal. Man comes in and starts washing his hands in the urinal. My horror at him turns instantly into hor- his horror at me. Nope, I was pissing in the sink. <laughs> My granddad was on a train once and noticed that a passenger had forgotten his bag. He grabbed the bag and ran after him and yelled, Wait, you forgot this! And threw it out onto the platform as the doors were closing. Turns out it was another passenger's bag. Oh. (laughs) I bet that passenger wasn't very happy. No, I don't think so. Uh, Overseas talking to a stranger. Me, where are you from? Arlent. Me, I've never heard of that. It's an island near England. I repeatedly denied knowing and apologized for never hearing of it. Days later, I realized she was saying Ireland in an Irish Irish accent. I was mortified. <laughs> A husband's mate absolutely hammered on cricket tour, thought it was hilarious to dry hump the fellow teammate from behind at the cash point. Only it wasn't his teammate. Random stranger. He retreated to the passenger seat of the car, only to find he had gotten in the car of the man he had just dry humped. <laughs> this guy is probably like, go away! I know, right? <laughs> Are you ruining my whole life? <laughs> a friend and I hailed a cab in a residential area. Guy slowed down. We jumped in the back and told him our destination. When we got there, we asked how much it was, and he said it wasn't actually a cab. He was just slowing down to turn into his driveway when we jumped in. (laughs) These people are very nice. I know, right? (laughs) A friend left a bar. She couldn't start her car. I tried. Two others try. Two cops try. Turns out the battery is missing. 
She calls a tow truck and her parents to drive her home. They drive up to her house and what do they see? Her car. She forgot she got a ride to that bar. She stole a car. Oh my god. <laughs> well, why did the car not have a battery in it? I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. Uh, when I was like eight, I was wearing those Healy shoes with wheels. I was in te- Tesco's and grabbed my dad's back pocket in his jeans to pull me along. Turned around to see my dad running after me. <laughs> I grabbed some random dude's butt pocket in Tesco and he turned around looking really scared. <laughs> I once admired a beautiful coat on a mannequin in Top Shop. Uh, like full on admiration. I stroked it, brushed my face against it. Don't judge me. <laughs> Only to realize that the coat was hanging not on a mannequin, but on a real girl. <laughs> And my last one. A friend had eye surgery. Even though his vision was still blurry, he went to a restaurant. He went to the bathroom where he saw a man approaching him, and they awkwardly did the no you go, no you go for like five minutes. Turns out he was standing in front of a mirror. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) And those are mine for the beginning. Okay. I did something a little bit different this week. Okay. I did 12 Little Known Laws of Karma. Ooh, I love karma. I know. As long as it's not happening to me. (laughs) Well, you'll, okay, we'll just, we'll discuss. Okay. Okay. What is karma? Karma is the Sanskrit word for action. It is equivalent to Newton's law of every action must have a reaction. When we think, speak, or act, we initiate a force that will react accordingly. This returning force may be modified, changed, or suspended, but most people will not be able to eradicate it. The law of cause and effect is not punishment, but is wholly for the sake of education or learning. A person may not escape the the consequences of his action, but he will suffer only if he himself has made the conditions ripe for his suffering. Ignorance of the law is no excuse whether the laws are man-made or universal. To stop being afraid and to start being empowered in the words in the worlds of karma and reincarnation, here is what you need to know about karmic laws. Okay. Number one is the great law. As you sow, so shall you reap. This is also known as the law of cause and effect. If what we want is happiness, peace, love, and friendship, then we should be happy, peaceful, loving, and a true friend. Whatever we put out in the universe is what comes back to us. Yes, I totally agree. Yes. Number two, the law of creation. Life doesn't just happen. It requires our participation. We are one with the universe, both inside and out. Whatever surrounds us gives us clues to our inner state. Be yourself and surround yourself with what you want to have in your life. Absolutely. Yep. Number three, the law of humility. You can't change something if you refuse to accept it. If what we see is an enemy or someone with a character trait that we find to be negative, then we ourselves are not focused on a higher level of existence. Hmm. Did that one make sense? Not really. You can't change something if you refuse to accept it. That, That makes sense. Yeah. If what we see is an enemy or someone with a character trait that we find to be negative, then we ourselves are not focused on a higher level of existence. I don't get that. Does that mean we have to see the good in all people no matter what, basically? But I that guess. doesn't go with the, the first sentence, though, really. You can't change something if we refuse to accept it. Yeah, I don't know. Number four is the law of growth. Wherever you go, there you are. For us to grow in spirit, it is we who must change and not the people, places, or things around us. The only given we have in our lives is ourself, and that is the only factor we have control over. When we change who and what we are within our hearts, our lives follow suit and change too. Yep. Yep. Number five is the law of responsibility. Whenever there is something wrong in my life, there is something wrong in me. We mirror what surrounds us, and what surrounds us mirrors us. This is a universal truth. We must take responsibility for what is in our life. 
I agree. Yep. Number six, the law of connection. Even if something we do seems inconsequential, it is very important that it gets done as everything in the universe is connected. Each step leads to the next step and so forth and so on. Someone must do the initial work to get the, a job done. Neither the first step nor the last are of greater significance as they were both needed to accomplish the task. Past, present, and future are all, are all connected. Hmm. Number seven, the law of focus. You cannot think of two things at the same time. Because of this, when our focus is on spiritual values, it is impossible for us to have lower thoughts such as greed or anger. Number eight, the law of giving and hospitality. If you believe something to be true, then sometime in your life you will be called upon to demonstrate that particular truth. Here is where we put what we claim that we have learned into actual practice. Hmm. The law of here and now. Looking backward to examine what was or forward to worry about the future prevents us from being totally in the here and now. That makes sense? Yeah. Okay. Old thoughts, old patterns of behavior, and old dreams prevent us from having new ones. Number 10, the law of change. History repeats itself until we learn the lessons that we need to change our path. And a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Number 11, the law of patience and reward. All rewards require initial toil. Rewards of lasting value require patient and persistent toil. True joy comes from doing what we're supposed to be doing and knowing that the reward will come in its own time. Mm -hmm. Number 12, the law of significance and inspiration. You get back from something whatever you have put into it. The true value of something is a direct result of the energy and intent that is put into it. Every personal contribution is also a contribution to the whole. Lackluster contributions have no impact on the whole, nor do they work to diminish it. Loving contributions bring life to and inspire the whole. And that was it. I absolutely, totally agree with all that. Yeah. And I am a huge believer or, you know, I think it's very true that life is not what happens to you, but how you respond yes and how you handle the things that are happening and you know if you bring or like you know put all kinds of negativity and react to these in negative ways you're just gonna get that back oh yeah definitely so yeah absolutely not to mention if you're like that you're just miserable uh, yeah i mean it's i don't understand how people live like that and there's so many there of them are. i don't get it i know it's like honey are you okay? No, they're not. That's so sad. It is. Life is too short to live like that. That was great. I I'm it. not done yet. Oh, what else you got? <laughs> I also did, since I knew that would be pretty short. Yeah. I also did seven signs from the universe that you're on the right path. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sign number one, things are getting tough. If life, is life feeling like a constant uphill battle that seems to bring on challenge after challenge? Do you see roadblock after roadblock with no signs of them stopping anytime soon? When we, when we are on the right path and moving towards our goals and desires, the universe can begin throwing curveballs and situations that challenge us. This helps us focus on developing the skills we need to succeed. The late nights and tedious jobs are only making you stronger and teaching you more. If everything was easy, you would never want to move anywhere in life, and you'd constantly find yourself going nowhere. Remember, sometimes it's the darkest before the dawn. Don't give up. That's right. Yep. Sign number two, you're forgetting about the past. The past, while nice to think about from time to time, it can be an anchoring, anchoring way. Anchoring. Yeah, but they didn't. Oh, I see. <laughs> it can be anchoring us to our past experiences. When you start to find yourself looking, always looking forward, wait. When you start to find yourself always looking forward, thinking about the next two, three, and even four steps in your plan, you will start to feel freer 
and closer to your dreams. The universe is listening to you and your call for help moving forward. It is recognizing that you are moving toward your goals and cutting all ties to the anchors of the past that are holding you back. Mm -hmm. Sign number three, quality relationships are beginning to form. Everyone needs friends. Humans are social animals, but not every person you meet is focused on helping you succeed in achieving your goals. And because of this reality, you will meet a lot of people who will hold you back and make you, your dreams seem further and further out of reach. A strong sign from the universe that you're on the right path is the appearance of many strong relationships. These are the kinds of people who seem to be invested in you and your success and want to see you grow and become the best version of you possible. When you begin to meet these people, you're experiencing a clear-cut sign that you are going in the right direction. Yeah, that doesn't no. really... Yeah. We'll just skip that Oops. one. <laughs> sign number four. Things are starting to line up. Similar to how you will begin to form strong relationships with people who seem to push you closer and closer to your goals, your overall situation will begin to improve and change for the better. For example, if you really want to become an executive at your work, you might notice that you're working on a lot of projects with the current executives. Or maybe you find out you're getting a big promotion that you didn't know was coming. The universe won't give you everything at once, but it will feed it to you in small bite-sized chunks that you can digest and get used to. Ride the wave and get ready for things to keep lining up. Sign number five, you feel right. Humans have this sixth sense that lets us know when things are going right. Some call it your gut feeling while others call it intuition. The truth is the feeling is the universe reminding you from within that you're on the right path and moving closer and closer to your dreams and goals. When you feel this feeling, don't let it go. Keep moving in the direction you're moving in and don't stop until you find yourself on the top of the totem pole. Sign number six, you feel at peace. When we're moving along a path that isn't really right for us or is moving us farther away from our dreams, we can often feel agitated and stuck. We can't sleep, we find ourselves playing the victim, and we constantly want to be somewhere else. But when you notice that this sinking feeling has been swapped with a feeling of peace, recognize that it is the universe telling you that you're on the right path. Use this newfound sense of peace and security to fuel your work and become the successful person you know you can be. Don't let anything take it away from you. And sign number seven, you see success everywhere you look. You notice all the things going right in your life and in others. You feel success in your own reflection when you look in the mirror. You see other people's success and you feel happy for them. When we begin to see our goals and dreams materialize around us and manifest themselves in our surroundings, we are witnessing one of the universe's biggest hints. As mentioned before, the universe works in mysterious ways and it isn't always easy to understand. More often than not, we begin to move away from our goals because we don't know how to read it signs. These seven signs are just some of the many that the universe is sending you. Knowing how to read the signs and truly understand them keep you motivated. Failing to do so can put you in the wrong direction and ultimately further from your dreams. Sometimes your path to success is lit up all around you. You just need to look harder to see them. All right. Positivity. I like it. All right. Okay. I have some experiences that people can't explain. First one, in 1996, I had just dropped out of university and was moving home to my parents' place, my tail firmly between my legs. I had almost no money, no job prospects. Basically, I was screwed. I had an old Jeep uh, Comanche I think, with all my belongings in the back and 200 miles to go. I borrowed $20 from a friend for gas and started the trip. I got to the point where it was 30 miles from home and I was on empty. I pulled into a gas station rest stop and sort of cried for a minute in my truck. I needed $5 for gas to make it the rest of the way and had nothing. There was no way I could call my dad and ask for help. He was already so disappointed. After a minute, I started searching around my truck for change, anything. I opened the glove box and there were these paper loyalty bucks for a gas station that I never used. 
Turns out it was the exact gas station that I had stopped at. $4.70 worth of bucks. I found another $2 and change, put $6 in the gas tank, and bought a Coke. I made it home. Fast forward 20 years, I had sorted out my crap, um, sorted my crap out, and am a lawyer. That gas station hired me as their outside counsel. I got to tell this story to the president of the company. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Next one, I'm a firefighter, and we got called for an overdose around 3 a.m. to a rough part of our district in the middle of winter. Unfortunately, the patient was long gone, and her dealer or whatever found her like that when he dropped some stuff off. As we were packing up our stuff, mind you, this was absolutely trashed mobile home, I hear something down the hall that said lights. I asked my partner if he said anything, as it was just him and I clean, cleaning up, and he said no. I walked to the far end of the trailer where I heard it and flashed my flashlight and get a reflection out of the window. They have a small tool shed and it had a flickering light. It piqued my interest, so my partner and I go out, out there. We hear crying and notice the door is padlocked. We cut it and there is a little six-year-old girl in there. She said her mom puts her in there when she gets mad at her. She said she got scared when she heard sirens and didn't know what to do. To this day, I have no idea what happened or where that voice came from, but I'll take the win on it. That gave me chills. I know, that's weird. Uh, next one was the 25th anniversary of my dad's death. Was, as always, thinking about it all day long. He was only 49 when he passed. I was passing a funeral home and got kind of sad. A little more than normal. It was just hitting me hard. I was at a stoplight, looked at the car in front of me, and the license plate read, Love, Dad. Aww. That gave me chills. Yes. Next one, as a child, I was visiting my grandma's house, my mom's mom. Whenever I left the house, I'd wave next door to Ken, who was always sat in the bay window looking out at the sea. They lived right off the coast of the North Sea in Hartlepool, UK. We'd never really talked, but just a little wave before I went to get in the car. One time I was leaving my grand's house. I'm in front of my mom, who stopped at the door to talk to my grand. So I head down the steps and toward the gate. I turn back and see Ken in the window, big smile as usual, waving at me. I give him a wave back. He stands up, gives me a thumbs up, and wanders towards the back of the room. My mom comes walking down the steps and asks, who are you waving at? I replied, Ken. To this day, I can remember my mom's face. She went white, uh, but didn't say anything to me. It was only a few weeks later when she plucked up the courage to tell me that Ken had died a few days prior to our visit with Grandma. I don't believe in ghosts, but I know I saw him. I can still picture his striped gray sweater with light stripes across it, him waving and getting up out of his chair. There was no one else in the house. He lived by himself. Brains are weird. Was it a brain? Your brain? That's it makes you think though. Does she just see what she expected to see? I don't know. That's weird. I know. Next one, Hubs and I are, are going up to my parents' house on Christmas Eve. He is driving. We're in the mountains. There's snow on the ground. It's just past midnight. I see a woman wearing shorts and a striped t-shirt walking a dog wearing no shoes. She has feathered brown hair. Think Farrah Fawcett in the 80s. I turn to my husband to ask if he sees this crazy woman, and she's gone. Weirded myself out, but laughed it off. Next day, I tell the story to my parents. They give each other a weird look, and my dad says, I've seen her too. Yeah. Creepy. Next one, long story short, I lost a jacket at a roller rink when I was in third grade. I had a lucky rabbit foot in the pocket that I had bought at the skate shop inside. Months later, my mom, who is adopted, found her birth mother and her half-sister. The first time we went to my newly found aunt's house, she said she had a jacket that might fit me. It was my jacket with a rabbit foot still in the pocket. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's crazy. <clears throat> and are they thieves? I know. How did they get it? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Like, how did they find it? Did they find it? Or You found your new family of thieves. <laughs> Next one, time slipped by my friend and I one day. We got a contract in another town and drove out daily for two weeks. It was an hour to get there and an hour back one day and took us three hours to get back to town. What? 
It was an hour to get there and one hour back, but one day it took us three hours to get back to town. My friend realized something was wrong when his wife called him asking why he had turned his phone off and why he was so late. We left a little before 2 p.m. and the call came at almost 5 p.m. To this day, we can't explain it, and to further complicate matters, we have both receipts from a gas station we stopped at just before we got on the highway that are time-stamped a bit after 2 p.m. My theory is that the aliens took us for two hours, but who the hell knows? Speaking of that, I was listening to Jim Harold's Campfire. Yeah. And, uh, you know, usually these stories, there's like missing time. Right. But it's been like a long time. Yeah. Well, this story, it was the opposite. What do you so mean? they leave their house at 7.05. It's where the place where they were going. They would have got there around 7.35, 7.40. Okay. Well, when they realize that they're there and they look at the clock, it's only 7.10. Weird. Yeah. What? And they didn't rem- they didn't remember like they said there was this huge bridge that they usually go over. They don't remember going over that. Oh my god, that's weird. Yeah. What is that? I don't know, but it was different than yeah. what I usually hear. That is weird. That's like he jumped through time. Like mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that's creepy. Next one. Uh not me but my dad. He would get horrible nosebleeds as a teen, young adult, so he had cauterization, and they all but stopped by his late 20s. Fast forward 20 plus years, and he's driving on the highway with my mom and sister, approaching an area where it drops to one lane. His nose starts hemorrhaging out of nowhere. Hasn't happened in forever. He pulled over for about two minutes to staunch the bleeding. Then they were on their way. They were quickly stopped by a small line of cars, dead stopped. No emergency vehicles were on scene yet, but there had been an accident. Turns out head-on collision with at least two fatalities had occurred about two minutes prior. A bloody nose quite possibly saved my family's life. Yeah. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. Next one, when I was in college, a drunk dude fell from the third floor balcony and got up and walked away like it was nothing. Seriously, one of the weird, weirdest, freakish things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, next one. I hit a patch of black ice in the dark going 60 miles an hour down the highway. At the time, I drove a one-ton cargo van. It hit the guardrail and flipped. Not only did I walk away without a scratch, but the car was also drivable, and I was only 30 minutes late to work. What? I know, What? gosh i know that's insane what you like flip over and you land and you're like mm, yeah okay that's what it sounded like going. oopsie be flipping out yeah <laughs> uh next one i had recently watched an early episode of criminal minds where an arsonist would lock people in their homes before lighting the house on fire for whatever reason it kind of got to me A night or two later, I woke up out of a dead sleep and couldn't get that episode out of my mind, so I finally decided to get up and check the front door. I swear I could not open the door. I unlocked it, but it was totally stuck. I woke up my husband because I was so freaked out. He also tried and couldn't get the door open, and he's a big guy. I ended up climbing out the window so I could push the door from the outside while he pulled from the inside. We finally got it open. I didn't watch Criminal Minds for a long time after that. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I would I would be freaked out too. Why wouldn't it open? I know. It must have been, you know, it must have been a wood door. That's the only thing that I can think of. Yeah, but that's That's crazy. Where they had to go out and yeah. push it and pull it to get yeah, it that's, open. That's That's weird. weird. Next one, when I was younger, we lived in a 110-year-old Victorian house. Everyone would notice weird things. I was home alone organizing the silverware when I dropped a fork onto the table only to have it bounce once and fly at the wall like someone slapped it. I still have no idea how you can drop something straight down and have it launch horizontal for five feet. My parents, uh, when they first bought the house, turned off all the lights, five floors if you count the basement and attic. My mom did the top two and father did the bottom. 
They met in the middle, went to the first floor, left, got to the car, and noticed not only was the third floor light on, but the blinds were up now. Mm. We had a seesaw. My mother turned on the light and saw it violently going up and down. <gasps> oh my God, that is creepy. I was in the basement and felt a hand brush down my back. I jumped and turned, saw no one there. I convinced myself it was just my shirt moving weird. As I went up the steps, I heard giggling. <laughs> oh my God. No. When I was older, I was sitting on the couch and heard my dad say, what the f- watch out. Right before a framed puzzle had fell on me. Uh, we said, my dad said he saw it lift itself off the hook. Mm. That's creepy. We had a Mastiff, a Rottweiler, and a German Shepherd. They refused to go to the attic. Our entrance had two sets of doors, the first or the front doors, then a small room, and then a second set of doors. We never locked those doors as it was two large bolts that went into the floor. And then a third bolt that held the doors together. Locking it was very hard with a key, so you could only do it from the inside with considerable force. We came home one day, and the door was locked with all three bolts. In other words, our completely sealed house was locked from the inside. My mother flipped, grabbed us, and ran to a payphone to call the police, because if that door is locked, then there is someone in that house, unless... unless the left via a second or third story window. They left. It must have been they left. Three cop cars came. They unlocked the door with my mother's key and swept every last inch of the place down to one of them going into our crawl space. Nothing. Not only that, my mother's gold necklace was laying on the table and all the windows were locked. Mastiff was lying next to me while I was watching TV. Suddenly he jumps up and backs into me. He's growling and snarling while staring up at the steps. The other two dogs run in and immediately have the hairs go up and immediately have their ears go back and their mohawks go up. This went on for several minutes. Our German Shepherd started inching toward the step and did a little lunge nipping at the air, baring his teeth. About five seconds later, I heard what sounded like someone full, full sprinting up the steps of the first floor from the landing to the second floor steps, then the third. I called my mom from the house phone. While on the phone, I heard what I can only describe as a wail from the third floor. Years later, parents are divorced. I'm with my dad for a weekend. I help him clean the third floor. We put the toys in the large toy chest from the closet they were in. While we were brushing our teeth, I go pale. I'm hearing something, so I shut the water off and ask my dad to listen. We're both completely quiet. The sound starts again. It's the sound of the clink, clink, but a bit of rhythm with, rhythm with it. I couldn't place it at first, then said, Dad, I think that's the xylophone. We go up to the toy chest, and it's open with the xylophone on the floor. Hmm. That's creepy. Yeah. Next one, I was in traction in hospital. A guy who said he worked maintenance came into my room to repair a light above the shower. I was in traction... And could never leave the bed I was in. We joked sarcastically about how the light would be so handy for me. He asked what happened to me. Uh, and he told me about the terrible industrial accident he was in. He said he would come back and visit me and bring photos of the injuries that the doctor said would leave him unable to walk. Same diagnosis I had been given. He did come back with photos. We had a good talk. I felt very encouraged when he left. The next few days, I told different staff members about this nice young man. They all told me no one with that name worked in maintenance at the hospital. They had not heard of him and said maintenance was not working on our hospital floor that day, nor the whole week. Mm. Creepy. Even brought back photos? Yeah. That's creepy. Weird. Next one, when I was about 12 years old, I went up to Lake Tahoe with a friend and his parents who had a condo in Incline Village. One day, the two of us are walking to the bowling alley and cross the street in a crosswalk. Right before we get to the curb, a car comes really close to hitting us. All of a sudden, we're both up on the curve, curb like we were lifted a few feet. We both looked at each other strangely. Did you jump? No. Did you? No. We spent the next hour kind of dumbfounded. It didn't feel like a shove or any use of force. We were just in the street, and then we weren't. Hmm. Weird. 
Uh, next one, when I was about 18, I worked at a grocery store, and one day this young man entered, and I shit you not, looked exactly like me. Like, weirdly too much alike, he and I. This young man was wearing the same damn outfit as me, khakis, a blue polo, and a brown coat, though his coat was a little darker. When this gentleman met my gaze, we were eye-locked at every point we could see one another throughout the store, both with the stupidest perplexed look on our faces. <laughs> The only difference I could tell was this person was a little bit older than I and had a goatee. I assumed this was my evil twin. He left the store after buying his stuff and life went on. The next day, a strange woman approached me asking, uh, I'm going to say this guy's name's David. David, why are you here? I turn around to see someone I don't know. How do you know my name? I ask. Do you know me? She says, oh my gosh, I thought you were my son. David, you look exactly like him the dude even shares my fucking name this shit is weird i confirmed with the lady that her son david did come in the day before and was home temporarily from college another very perplexed person from this oddity so i continued to ask her about her son and since we look identical she told me about his age two years older and where he grew up a town over he has two older brothers and one younger sister I have two older brothers and one younger sister. I asked this woman's name, and of course, she said, Oh, my name's Karen. Nice to meet you. My mother's name is Karen. I didn't probe on, on it any further, but I'm not even sure I want to know how far down this alternate universe me went. It was just so unbelievably strange, the circumstance overall. The weirdest thing by far is what sticks with me the most is this weird-ass feeling I had when David and I were staring at each other. I assume he felt this too by the look on his face, a feeling I've never felt and still haven't felt since. A feeling that can really only be described as knowing that the other person I'm looking at is me somehow. I don't know. I can't fully explain it and wonder if identical twins feel that same stuff. Hmm. That's weird. That is weird. Next one, my dad owned a small garden shop, so I stayed behind to the checkout after school till the closed shop. Till the shop closed. <laughs> this was until I see a tall man wearing all black like a trench coat, walking past my dad and smiling, smiling at me before going into the staff-only area. I jump up to stop him, even though I was like seven. This back area filled with new shipments. I turn the corner, but no one's there. There was uh, nowhere he could have gone. I asked my dad to check the security cameras after closing, but it's only showing me jumping up and running and running out of frame. Weird stuff. Never felt comfortable there again. Hmm. That's creepy. I was six years old, deciding what to do after school while I was in my grandparents' living room. I saw a red flash shoot out of the wall and go from one side to the other wall and into it. A second later, a big earthquake hit. I saw some sort of visual shockwave from the earthquake, and no, it wasn't those weird lightning bolt things. In my childish mind, I thought I just saw Flash. Hmm. Um, another cool one is that is explained by sheer unbelievable coincidence is that I phoned a friend I hadn't spoke to in at least three years, and it went to voicemail. After I left the voicemail, I saw I had a vo voicemail notification. It was a voicemail from the person I had just called. The weirdest part is that we must have called each other at exactly the same moment, otherwise it would have done the call waiting thing instead of sending it to voicemail. We immediately called each other back and tripped out about how weird that was. That is weird. It is weird. Next one, I was working in my garden and had gotten myself a can of Coke Zero, cracked it open on my way out the back door, took a few hearty chugs and sat it on a small garden table I keep out by my raised beds. I got back to working in the garden. I have a wireless earbuds and listening to a podcast as I work on cleaning the pumpkin patch of weeds. When out of the blue, I hear a pra uh, practically feel a loud bang to the point I exclaimed loud, what the fuck, and pull my earbuds out. I live in a rough neighborhood. There's been shootings and whatnot, so I kind of duck down and start looking around to get the feel of things. That's when I see it. My can of Coke is knocked down to the ground and just spitting foamy Coke everywhere. No way that was the noise, right? 
But I run over, pick it up, with the logic being Diet Coke probably isn't even good for plants. I wipe it clean and start looking it over, and I realize not only is it full, but it's also completely unopened. I know I opened it, I know I drank half of it, and I know moments before I had seen it laying on the ground, shooting coke up into the air. I even had to wipe it off. I have no idea what the bang was or how my open spilled coke suddenly became full and unopened in my hands. Weird. That is weird. I would trip out. Yeah. That that's what would make you feel like you were going crazy. Absolutely, absolutely. Like you know, like what the fuck? Mm-hmm. That makes no sense. Next one, when I was like eight, I had a battery-operated lamp that worked for like a week with no batteries in it. Oh well. Nice bonus. <laughs> <laughs> and my last one, I was in my room watching Hulu, The Simpsons, but it doesn't matter. And a Burger King commercial comes on, but it's just the king mascot, and he's like, let's have a staring contest. I'm like, mm, okay. And I'm staring, and he's staring. And suddenly, I blink. Immediately, he said, gotcha, I won. <gasps> I was like, what the fuck? I slammed my laptop shut, and I was creeped out the entire night. I watch Hulu all the time in hopes of running into that commercial, but I've never seen it again. <laughs> I've got chills. I on do that too. One. And not only that, but that Burger King mascot dude is fucking he is creepy. He's creepy as shit. Absolutely. And if it's talking to you, I would die. And I watch Hulu all the time. I've never seen that. I have never seen that. Creepy. <sighs> Those are mine. I didn't like that one. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. It's time for the witty wrap up. Yay, witty wrap up. Before kids, why would anyone need a 24-pack of paper towels? <laughs> After kids. Oh. I asked my three-year-old to stop running through the house. Of course, she didn't listen, and when she fell, I was like, exactly. That was a week ago. This morning, I tripped over my charger, and she yelled, exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> Told the kids to say love you to their father on FaceTime. They waved to him and said, all the best. Okay. <laughs> Guy, no <we're... laughs> Dear new neighbor across the street, I am sorry that your first impression of my family was of my two-year-old and three-year-old streaking across the front yard. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> Parenting is missing your kids when you're on a solo vacation and missing your sanity while with them. Yep. Very true. <laughs> I used a period at the end of my sentence in a text and my 17-year-old asked me if I was mad. <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing. If you use punctuation, they say it's aggressive. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm aggressive all the time then. I know. Like, it's proper. It's proper English, people. <laughs> Or grammar. Did I use that? I don't know. You, you know, I knew what you meant. Okay. Got my son a drone, and he flew into the neighbor's pool and called it a drown. Like, I'm mad, but I'm also not. <laughs> Pretty clever, but still mad. <laughs> <laughs> Some dads go to therapy. Other dads resolve their issues the old-fashioned way by driving a speedboat their kids are tubing from. <laughs> With the sole goal of launching them into space. <laughs> That's healthy, right? Yeah. <laughs> My one-year-old kept saying, I love you. And I was so excited until I realized he was trying to say Alexa, not I love you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Shut it. <laughs> Me. Oh my God, what a beautiful morning. It's so peaceful. My seven-year-old. Bursting through my bedroom door. Mommy, I've been thinking I'm going to hell, aren't I? Oh my god, what? I don't know. Holy crap, what are you teaching your kid? <laughs> Nobody learns to parkour faster than a parent chasing a toddler with a sharpie. <laughs> Good thing my kids leave every light on in the house or I might get lost. <laughs> Thank God for those kids. Yes. Teaching this baby to growl at people she doesn't like. <laughs> that would be so funny. It would. <laughs> <laughs> My 
My son finally found his shoes in the last place he thought to look, which just so happens to be the first place I told him to look. Uh-huh. Hmm. No one ever cares that Dad may be afraid of that weird bug found in the house, too. <laughs> when I discovered the new shoes I ordered were a little too big, I found myself thinking, I'll just grow into them before remembering I'm 38. <laughs> yeah, that's long, yeah. long done. It's over. Doesn't work that way with us anymore. No. If you steal my identity, you better believe that it comes with four kids. <laughs> Take them. <laughs> I have a migraine today, and as if on cue, my kids discovered their old laser tag game. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was a terrible mother today and intentionally ruined my teen's street cred. Well, what I really did was walk next to him in the grocery store, but apparently it's the same thing. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Nobody told me parenting would involve hiding 9-volt batteries from my kids so they can't lick them. Oh my god. <laughs> Each new day holds the promise to be a new milestone in a child's life, full of hope, development, and growth. But first thing today, my six-year-old marched outside in his underwear and peed on the patio, so that ain't happening here. <laughs> nice. I was trying to teach my toddler to do the moonwalk, and now he just walks backwards everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Once you realize kids spelled backward is dick, it makes sense why children can be such jerks. Oh my god. <laughs> Welcome to parenthood. Bring spare clothing everywhere you go. For the baby, for you, for your spouse, for the cashier at the grocery store, for the person sitting next to you on the plane... <laughs> etc etc I hate it when I make breakfast and then my family also wants lunch and dinner at the same on that same day oh my god I know what the fuck and my last one my kid just started a story with a few chipotles ago <laughs> so I'll be using that instead of once upon a time <laughs> that's, great. that's all I got all right, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it. Send in your stories. We need them. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook, request to join the group, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you listen, and we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.